Anyway, it's good to be chatting to you finally. Yeah, thanks, Brad. I really appreciate it, man. It's so kind of you. Um, no, no problem. Yeah, you, you're a good lad. I have, I've heard lots of good things about you, so it's, it's really nice I'm to chat to you. And I believe before you went back to England, um, you were actually working with Future Sports Agency, who's you know, headed up our Paddy State. Yeah. You were just helping the guys. They're giving them some advice, you know, just adding a bit here and then just to their cricket game generally try and help them. Yeah, it was nice. Obviously, it was a good opportunity for me to train because, um, I mean, obviously, with COVID and everything over the last last couple of months, um, it's been quite hard to get into sort of training groups where you can actually train with other guys because I think that's quite important. Um, yeah. So, obviously, we had a couple of games at the back end of last season when we did play. So, we played five um, first-class games and then 10 T20s, which is our shortened season. Um and then I stayed on in the UK for a bit longer just to do some bowling work with our bowling coach, Alfonso Thomas. Um, but that's all just like individual training, obviously, the, the beginning of our winter. And then you're sort of obviously trying to progress and put that into use. So it was awesome. I mean, it was so nice to train with those guys. And it was a bit of a younger group. Um, it was good because I could sort of help them out. And same thing, like I'm learning from them all the time. Mm. Uh, these, all these young guys coming up. So it was actually a really good opportunity for me. Um, so just to train and get some good time and and good great bunch of lads. I mean, obviously it was nice to train with them. And they started playing club cricket now back in Durban. So yeah, it's been good to see them. I think one of the one of the guys got a, a four for a, on the weekend. So yeah, it was good. No, it's brilliant, Brad. And I think that's why it's so good to see you guys. I mean, you know, giving back because you obviously understand what it's like to go through what they're going through as well. So it's, it's really, really, really impressive, Brad. So well done. Because you were you educated it in Clifton, Durban, um, and cricket. Well, so there was a lot of focus on cricket at the school, um, one of the major sports of their drive there. But that, that drive must have had an influence on you, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the when I was coming through, I started playing first team there in grade ten, and we had. I said I was telling to you earlier, we had Senior and Mutasami, um, who was my captain. So seeing guys like that coming through and how hard he worked. And just sort of the drive that he gave gave the rest of the guys. Because um, obviously when I, when I arrived at Clifton, it was still a relatively new um, new school. So they didn't have much of a reputation for their high school sports. Obviously, prep has always been good. Mm. Um, so there was a real drive to try and push the guys and make something. So we always saw ourselves almost as the underdogs because we didn't have these big, strong squads like other schools did. Um, but yeah, there was, there was, it was a really good set for us to sort of push push the cricket at the school. Um, and I mean, there's some good cricketers coming out there now. You've got Zach Baruch, who's at the Dolphins, um, and a couple of other guys that have come through. So it's been awesome. I said, it was just nice to get sort of guidance from from Sin and, and those sort of guys above us. Um, and always have good coaches there. So we've been very lucky. And that's obviously helped me, helped me in the long run. Yeah, but, but I mean, you, you've done well because not too long after that, well, you actually played in Coke 19 week. And one game in particular, I think it was against the, the Northerns. You bowled 12 overs, uh, six maidens. You went for 11 runs. And your economy was 0.92 in that game. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it, it obviously shows that you grasp concepts very quickly, I, I would assume. Is that, is that how you see it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I presume, uh, yeah, that would have been, a. I think we played a... a What's it, like a two-day game sort of thing? We wouldn't have really played much of that at school. It was all 50 over and a couple of T20. Um, But yeah, I had had quite a good coke week. I was was very fortunate. We had such 
such a good group of guys there. Um, and we had Yash as our coach, which he was really good. He sort of pushed us to think about our games a lot more than what we had. Um, obviously, the Clifton side was really good and, and sort of pushing me into that setup. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was such a good experience because you're playing against such good schoolboy cricket um, teams and just like a really good opportunity to push yourself and prove yourself, put your hand up and sort of show everyone this is what I'm about and this is what I can do. Um, so I've, I've been so lucky. I've had such good coaches on the way through um, and everyone's looked after me really well. And so we had a really good, good team in that coke week. So that was a really, really good opportunity. Yeah, and you definitely took your opportunity probably because they obviously did something, right? Because not too long after, I think there was a few uh, exchanges and then now you happen to be in Hampshire. Yeah, absolutely. Really? I said yeah. thing, I was quite lucky because um, I did, did pretty well at Coke Week. I bowled nicely. Um, and Dale Benkenstein, who was the Hampshire coach at the time, yeah. was doing some consultancy stuff for um, SA. And I mean, I, would, I was just trying to bowl as much as I could and said, just take my opportunities wherever I can. Um, so I went to bowl at the, um, the SA test squad in the Mets, I think it was, just before one of their, their series. And Benk saw me. I was literally just running and trying to bowl as fast as I could, prove a point. Um, and I think he knew that I had a British passport and I was looking to go over to the UK. And he just said, well, come over, see what, see what you're about. Um, and just sort of took off from there. Nah, absolutely brilliant. Because you've done well. Um, I think your average bowling speed is about 135k, if I'm not mistaken, around about there. Yeah. yeah. I think, well, the game's been clocked up. be somewhere around there, be 85, 85 miles or so. Wow. That's decent. Um, so. That's decent, Brad. Well done. But, but talk us through a bit about your role at Hampshire. Are you, are you taking a new ball? first change well, what do you feel suits you in terms of the role that you played in the um, well, generally speaking I've played a lot more four day cricket for Hampshire um, so I'd be taking the new ball generally um, we've always had a, a pretty strong bowling lineup so it's not always easy to push away into the team um, I mean at the moment we've got Kyle Abbott Mohammed Abbas who are going to take the new ball so I mean I know I'm not I'm not going to take the new ball out of either of those guys hands unless I'm really putting my hand up there mm. um, we've had Fidel Edwards for the last five or six years so, I mean, it, it, is, it is hard to put your, put your, put your name in that selection. Um, but I said it's so good because it's, it's pushing everyone to be better. Um, you've, you've actually got to really prove yourself and make everyone know how good you are to, to get that spot. But, yeah, so generally opening bowler, four-day cricket, um, more, more of a strike bowler than an economy bowler. I'm in there trying to take wickets. That's my job. I'm bowling to take wickets. Uh, then similar things, sort of white ball cricket. We've played a couple of um, internal T20s over the last week, which have been good. But that'll be opening the bowling. So normally two, two up top, and then two overs of the death. Um, and then same sort of stuff for, for 50 over cricket. Uh, excellent. Excellent, Brandon. You know, you just mentioned some names there. Yeah, obviously, Carl Abbott and uh, Liam Dawson. I think he's there as well. Yeah. James Vince. So you can, you've got some really tough batsmen to bowl to as well. So you've got to make sure your skills are up there all the time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even today, like it was, so today was our first um, proper four day training as we go into this, the season. Cause obviously we've been indoors the last couple, couple months. Um, so it was so good. I mean, I was going to yeah, Vinci, um, all these guys about Vinci doors, bowling at those guys. I mean, it's such a good opportunity again, but same thing. You've got to step your game up. So bowling with Abbo and he's making it look so easy. You've got to really push yourself because at the end of the day, average is just not good enough. Um, yeah. You've got to be a special bowler or a special player to be able to 
put your put your name out there. Absolutely, absolutely. But you you've done great things with the ball, and I think it was um, against Nottinghamshire. You took six for fifty one to basically make sure Hampshire stayed in the division. Um, you, we, I think we can call you Mr. Reliable, can't we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd like to say that. Obviously, a couple injuries over the last few years, but mm. um, got a spanner in the works there. Mm. But yeah, generally speaking, as I said, I'm in there as a strike ball. I'm there to take wickets. That's my job. Um, so unfortunately, there's been a couple injuries over the last few years. So I haven't played as much at all as I would have liked to. Um, but as, as is the case with young fast bowlers, you're, you're bound to get injuries at some stage, just how you manage those and, and go forward and learn from those experiences. Um, yeah. So we're going to touch on that injury a bit later, sure. a bit more specifically. But the season starts on the 8th of April. How are you feeling? Are you feeling confident? Squad looking in good, Nick? It's just around the corner. Yeah, I mean, I think we've, we're feeling pretty good. We've got a strong squad this year, a lot of bowling behind us. Um, so it's going to be a fight for positions really, which is good because it's going to be pressure on the guys up top because if you're not performing, the next guy's there, he's ready to take your spot. Um, but yeah, I so said, we've got Mohamed Abbas coming over. Um, he's yet to get you. Kyle Abbott, I mean, in county cricket, you couldn't think of many more or many better opening pairs to face up against. So, I mean, yeah, we're looking strong. I think it's going to be a big year for us and a good, a good opportunity for us to, to really um, contend for that championship in the Red Bull stuff. Mm, excellent, excellent. But let's just talk about your, your injury, stress fracture in your spine. Um, mm -hmm. Are you on the mend? Everything sorted? How are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling strong now. Um, so I've been so a bit unfortunate with injuries. It's just the way it goes sometimes. So first two seasons, I was injury-free, happy as anything, bowling as fast as I could. My third season at Hampshire, I had a, a side strain, which had me out for a couple of months. Uh, which is quite bad, which is not ideal. And then the next two seasons after that had stress fractures both years in my back. So it's been tough, obviously, because as a youngster, you're trying to um, sort of really make a name for yourself and prove to people that you're good enough to be there um, and really try and grab a hold in a, in a first-team spot. Um, but yeah, a couple injuries, obviously two stress fractures is not ideal. So basically missing two full seasons was quite tough. And then I would have been back ready to go for last season, but obviously we didn't start on time. We only started in July or August, I think it was. Um, but yeah, I said it's been a learning experience. If anything, it's me learning how to look after my body properly and, and make sure I'm 100% ready to go for games when they, when they do come around. And the county season's a tough one. You, you're playing four or five days a week, every week for six, seven months. Um, so it's tough on the body. We've got... I think it's nine four-day games in a row now, starting from the 8th of April. So it'll be one a week um, with traveling and training in between. So wow. there will be rotation, obviously, with bowlers, but you've got to be ready for that. Um, and as a young bowler coming from SA, where I hadn't played that much red ball cricket, um, I don't think my body was as prepared as it should have been. But that's just the way it goes sometimes. Well, glad you're on the, on the main, Brad. And you know, sometimes you just have to take these knocks. And yeah. forward, which I think you have done. But just on that, you know, when you, I would say you almost get a bump in the road, do you have to sort of, I'd say, reassess your goals, um, look at things again, maybe your ambitions, or have you just carried on where you, where you left off? Yeah, you know, it's obviously quite a tough one because, I mean, I said two seasons I was absolutely flying. Like I was doing well as an 18 year old. I got pushed into the first team pretty much two months after I'd arrived in the UK because of injuries. And I've done quite well in the second team. 
Um, so, I mean, I was this young, naive 18-year-old being thrown into first-team games, playing against England Openers in my first game. Um, so, to then have it suddenly just taken away from you for that amount of time is hard. Um, but if anything, it pushes you because sitting on the sidelines is one of the worst things ever. You're sitting in the change room, obviously you're wanting everyone to do well, but all you want to do is get out there and play. Um, so it's just more motivation to get out there and, and try harder and be better. Make sure your body's in absolute, as good as it can be. Um, so yeah, I mean, so there's obviously you're flying to being the bottom of bottoms. So that's tough, but it's just one of those things. That's how sport is sometimes. Absolutely. But also, you know, we've been talking a lot about Red Bull, Red Bull, and I'm sure you're going to have a good season. But let's just touch briefly on the white ball. Um, and I think you've also done your fair share of, of good work in, in 2020 cricket. And just talking briefly about a, a two for 17 spell against uh, Sussex, where you defended four runs in the final over. Man, pressure suits you well, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, I think I'm quite lucky in that I actually enjoy bowling under pressure. I feel like it brings the best out of me. So when, when I'm bowling at the death and defending small targets, I feel like that's when I'm my best. Um, so, I mean, that was obviously a, a bit of a freak of a game that happens. Um, and it's a, uh, there's me, again, 19 years old, bowling to Ross Taylor, thinking, like, this guy's a legend of the game. And here I am. I've got Shahid Afridi at mid-off, like, telling me what to do. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just going to go with what he says. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... So I said, obviously, I haven't played that much white ball cricket or T20 cricket for Hampshire the last few years with injuries and everything, but that's, that's definitely a goal. Um, and obviously, been doing a bit of stuff for Scotland too with the T20 World Cup back end of the year. So it's definitely a focus of mine and something that I want to get right and get good at because um, there's obviously some really good opportunities around the world with T20 cricket. Yeah, and just since you're mentioning Scotland, I've got quite a few questions lined up for you with that. So that's going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> But, you know, obviously, a World Cup, who doesn't want to plan a World Cup? And you've obviously got the desire to attend it and keep that dream alive. So you obviously want to let everyone know that you're still around. So you're going to be working hard, I'm sure, with a white ball as well, won't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, who doesn't want to play in a T20 World Cup? So, I mean, the only thing I can do is stay fit as, for as long as I can because it's we off the back of a, a long county season. Um Obviously, I'm trying to put my, my name in the hat in Hampshire to play as much T20 cricket as I can. There's obviously the 100, which is starting up this year now. Um, so, I mean, there's wildcard spots that I can put my name, my name in the hat for. I do well in T20. So, there's, so there's great opportunity, but it's just whether you can um, put your hand up. Yeah. But, Brad, again, you know, you represented Scotland and you've won 18 caps, you know, for I think it's a one-day and T20 international since 2016. That's when you made your debut. And again, thrown into the deep end. But you wouldn't want to have it any other way, would you? It's, it's nice to actually just, boom, you're there, you're young, you're getting all that experience. It's brilliant. Maybe a bit of pressure in the beginning, but that's what's going to help mould you, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, the first tour I went on with Scotland, the first time I met the guys and really played with them, um, we went to Hong Kong, so I was sort of my depth, not knowing what to expect. Um, and just sort of, you know, just being thrown out there and being able to do what you do and just sort of, Say the same thing, just show people what you can do. It's very exciting. Obviously, there's a lot of pressure because you, you still need to perform. Um, but it's just all these great opportunities for me. I've been very lucky over the last few years. 
But the rumor is it that you had to play the bagpipes before you actually went onto the field. <laughs> I wish I could play the bagpipes. <laughs> it's probably not something you'd want to hear if I was playing them. Oh, that would be funny. I think that would be funny. <laughs> Maybe I can chat to Shane Berg and we can organize that. You know, there's still time for that. I'd rather not, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, excellent, excellent. But the other rumor I've heard is that you, you try to charge down a baton with your, your, your follow-through in, in Mohammed Navid. Um, how was your head feeling? Yeah, that was a bit of a, a bit of an incident. <laughs> it was one of those. I remember bowling, I think we were in Dubai, Dubai Stadium, and he top-edged a short one, and I was standing in the middle of the wicket trying to catch it and just got absolutely shoulder-charged. I think maybe if I'd have played a bit more rugby at school, I would have been able to hold them off. <laughs> It's just one of those things. One of those things. So that's excellent. But yeah, it's it's always a I would say a tough road. Um, but I think Scotland's got the ambition to to get where they want to go, and you know you've got to keep chipping away at the certain th- the certain sort of goals and objectives. So obviously the G Twenty World Cup is is there. What do you feel would be the next best step for Scotland in cricket? Well, obviously I think. They've had quite a tough time. They haven't. We I mean, there's been no Scotland games for over a year now. I think it is, which is madness. So, obviously, just trying to get as many games as possible to give guys opportunity, and then the next thing would be um, just trying to get into the Test arena. So, whether that be building building the four day team um, and making sure that guys are ready to go and able to compete at that level, I think that would be a huge huge step forward for Scotland. Um, obviously, Ireland have done it. And they've done a good job. Um, so they're they're out playing test matches, same as Zim. Obviously, they're they're mm. competing in test matches and doing well. So I think that would be the next best step. Obviously, there's always going to be opportunities in white ball and in the T20 and 50 over World Cups. Um, but obviously, the best cricketing nations are the are your test nations. Yeah. So that would be the next best step. Yeah, but you you feel that will add, what can I say, the right pressure to into Scotland or? Is it better to just maybe focus on 2020s and ODIs and master that first before moving to test cricket? Or do you feel now's the time to, while the, the desire and the energy is there, go for test cricket, try yeah, and make I mean, it happen? Obviously, it is tough because you want to be as good as you can when you do arrive at these tournaments. And you want to be able to not just play games, you want to be able to compete and, and upset the big team. So whether it be beating a, a full member, a nation, playing against in India or in Australia and actually giving them a run for their money, not just turning up um, and expecting it to go one way or the other. Um, but yes, obviously, Test cricket's a completely different ball game. It's, it's something so different to ODR and the spectacle of T20. Um, but I think you said all your Test nations that you're going to base everything off your Test team and everything sort of works around that. I know England have put a huge focus on the wild ball stuff now, which is shown. Um, the basis of that is going to come from your test cricket, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, well, I think it's definitely something to look at because, I mean, if, if South Africa are going to be playing Ireland, you know, albeit for a few ODRs in, I think it's July, you know, maybe they'll become knocking on, on Scotland's door. Who knows? And just before you know it, it's just a momentum. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. There's obviously teams that have come out and played in Scotland. Um, obviously, there was that win over England a couple of years ago, which was amazing and something I wish I could have been a part of but that was just before, or just after my first stress fracture so I wasn't able to play um, we've had Sri Lanka over there obviously playing against West Indies and teams like that so yes yeah, so there's obviously that's where you've 
the guys have got to perform. But when you get those games, it's obviously a great opportunity because it doesn't come around every day. Um, and there aren't the same opportunities as there may be for other countries. Um, so it's just making sure that when you get those games that you're 100% ready, which is obviously tough because the guys are not playing that much cricket. They're obviously training and doing as much as they can, but there's just not that much cricket available. Yeah, and it can be a bit of a frustrating one because there's only so much you can actually work on, if you know what I'm trying to say, without playing. And Absolutely. then as you play, you develop and you get better. So it's, yeah, it's, it must be interesting trying to set up training programs and all of it. Yeah, it's also a tough one because then the next thing is you, get, you want to get guys into counties and playing good first-class cricket because there, there's no first-class cricket in Scotland. Um, but then the same thing, if, if guys are involved in counties, it's hard for them to then come in and out when necessary to go obviously go play your Scotland stuff because if you're constantly in the first team and, and fighting for a contract or whatever it may be, mm. to then go off for a couple of weeks to play to play in Scotland is, is not very easy. So it's sort of see, trying to sort of get a balance between getting guys good cricket and availability. Mm, 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 mm. So yeah, lots of lots of planning and thinking to do because that's not straightforward. That's that's very very interesting. <laughs> but Brad, you just briefly talk about your, your amount of wickets you've taken, and it's Red Bull cricket for Hampshire. I think it's sixty-one wickets in about twenty-eight matches uh, for Scotland. Twenty-three wickets in thirteen ODIs. You're taking wickets, my man. Um, you sort of have a a goal that you want to get to, or you're just going to keep working hard at it, keep working hard. At, must be like a James Anderson and you just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. I mean, well, you can't, yeah, to set yourself a target and say, I want to get this many wickets in my career is obviously hard because, I mean, circumstances change and you never know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I said at the end of the day, it's my job to take wickets. That's what I'm here to do. Um, so I'm going to try my best to do it no matter who I'm playing for. Um, but yeah, so it's, that's obviously a goal. But I said, obviously in the county season, there's markers that you can set. So, they say a good county season for a bowler would be 50 first-class wickets. I mean, I haven't played a full season where I've played every game. Um, so you, you obviously have these these ideas in your head as to what you'd like to get to and, and what you think would be good, but you just sort of take it as it comes. Um, so you never know where you're going to be in a few years' time or whatever the case may be. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's excellent. Um, and it's, it's interesting at the moment, just going back to, to test cricket, um, India and New Zealand are going to be playing the test championship final, which is quite interesting with all due respect to New Zealand. Oh, they've, wow, they've been impressive. Yeah. Put your money on, Brad. Who's going to win that one? Oh, I don't know. Because, I mean, the game's now at our ground at Southampton. It's been moved from Lords. Yeah. Um, I presume it's going to be a pretty flat wicket. So it could go any way, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, India are an unbelievable team. They're always going to have lots of talent coming out of India. Um, and New Zealand, I mean, so good. I mean, watching those yeah. guys play... Wow. They've got such good bowlers, very good batters. Um, so, I mean, I'm not going to say a name, but it could go either way. You never really know. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Neutral venue, let's see what happens. Oh, that's going to be really, really interesting. Yeah, I guess it's, it's keeping cricket, or test cricket specifically, more alive because it, it was really interesting not so long ago where, you know, I, I never in my life thought I'd see a test match finish in, in two days and only 842 balls being bowled and a test match was decided. Yeah. Who saw that coming? It was anyway. I mean, you never know what you're going to expect and come across in India, so that's just how it is sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. But Brad, you're not just a cricketer. You're also studying or you studied BCom accounting. Yeah, so I was studying accounting, um, but I've just changed over to like a BCom management, just something a bit broader. 
Um, but I think it's, it's obviously important to have backup plans, not to necessarily say that if things go wrong, but a cricketer's career, you're not going to play until you're 50 or 60 or whatever it may mm. be. Um, you've got to have plans in place for when you do finish playing, whenever that may be. Um, but we're very lucky over in the UK. We've got the, the PCA, Professional Cricketers Association, who look after all the cricketers. Um, so they, I mean, they're constantly checking up on guys and making sure that they've got plans in place for, for post-cricket and they're working on things now. So whether it be doing an internship somewhere in the winter or studying at the, um, some sort of degree or just having some sort of backing other than cricket, even if it's a coaching background or your courses or something like that, um, it's obviously very important. Because I said at the end of the day, cricket career is only so long, um, so you have to have have other things in place by the time that finishes. Absolutely, absolutely. But you never know; you could be like that guy. I mean, what's his name? And he's he's like forty five, and he's still playing county cricket. Um, Aaron Stevens, maybe. Kent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could end up doing that. <laughs> I don't think my body's got that that long in <laughs> no, it. No, shame, Brad. Don't put yourself under that pressure, shame. <laughs> but, I mean, he's good. Like. He's taking yeah. five wickets every other game, scoring 50s. He's, he's unreal. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, it's actually crazy. It's actually, yeah, it's something else. <laughs> well, Brad, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you. Thank you so much for your time. Wishing you well this season. Well, you, you've been working really hard. You're a busy man. It's because you're putting a lot of effort in. So, awesome to see. And wishing you well, man. Good luck. I hope it goes well. Thank you very much. It was great to chat, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your patience and understanding. I appreciate it, Brad. No worries at all. You look after yourself now, eh? You too. And don't forget to eat your food. Yeah, I've polished <laughs> it off. <laughs> Cheers, Brad. Cheers, Ryan. Thanks. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.